despise small beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings. I'm speaking to the entrepreneur who's just getting started. And at the, this point, things look overwhelming and what you have in your hand looks very tiny. You feel like you don't have what it takes. You don't feel up to the task. You don't feel like you have enough money, enough time, enough resources, enough support, maybe enough knowledge, enough skill sets, but do not despise small beginnings. And this is biblical. It comes right out of Zechariah 4 verse 10. Do not despise small beginnings. And I want to suggest to you that small beginnings and the mundane things that we do in the course of life, if we do the small things well, that big things will come. So do not despise small beginnings. So I'm going to take you into Sam, 1 Samuel 17. And here it is. Jesse says to David, take a half bushel of this roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and hurry with them to your brothers in the camp. And then take these cheeses to the commanding officer. Find out how your brothers are getting along and bring back something to show that you saw them and that they are well. King Saul, your brothers, and the other Israelites are in the Elah Valley fighting the Philistines. David got up early the next morning, left someone, in someone else in charge of the sheep, took the food, and went as Jesse had told him to. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelites were going out to their battle line, shouting the war cry. The Philistine and the Israelite armies took positions for battle facing each other. David left the food with the officer in charge of the supplies, ran to the battle line, went to his brothers and asked how they were getting along. As he was talking with them, Goliath came forth and challenged Israelites as he had done before. And David heard him. When the Israelites saw Goliath, they ran away in terror. Look at him, they said to each other. Look at this. Listen to his challenge. King Saul has promised to give a big reward to the man who kills him. The king will also give his daughter to marry and will not require his father's family to pay taxes. David asked the men who were near him, what will this man get who kills the Philistine and frees Israel from this disgrace? After all, who is this heathen Philistine to defy the army of the living God? They told him what would be done for the man who killed Goliath. Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard David talking to the men. He became angry with David and said, what are you doing here? Who is taking care of those few sheep of yours out in the wilderness? You smart Alec, you, you just came to watch a fighting. Now what have I done? David asked. Can't I even ask a question? He turned to another man and asked him the same question and every time he got the same answer. Some men heard what David had said. They told Saul who sent for him. David said to Saul, your majesty, no one should be afraid of this Philistine. I will go and fight him. No, answered Saul. How could you fight him? You are just a boy, and he has been a soldier all his life. I'm going to stop it right there. Most of you listening to me know how this story ends. You know how this story ends. And I must give credit to T.D. Jakes for inspiring some of the thoughts I'm about to share with you. Do not despise small beginnings. 
Saul tells us that David is just a boy. David is not even a soldier. David is just a boy. He's the youngest of his brothers, the one left behind with dad, taking care of some sheep. And small beginnings, guys. David is young. David is not a soldier. He's not even really a man. And he was asked by his dad to do a simple chore. Now, when we do the things that we do excellently, no matter how small, no matter how mundane, things begin to happen. I remember going to a conference and one of the leaders there said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Well, David was asked to take this food to his brothers and to bring back word to his father. Well, what did he do? He went to bed and he woke up early in the morning. Now, one of the things that I hear a lot of people who want to become entrepreneurs think is a perk of being an entrepreneur is that you're in charge of your own schedule, which to them means they can sleep late <laughs> and work in their pajamas. This seems to be some big benefit of being an entrepreneur, but there is benefit to waking up early. The early worm, the early bird catches the worm. David went early in the morning. This is so important, guys, because if Dave, David came there just as Goliath was speaking, and if David had been late, David would not have heard the smack that Goliath was throwing out to the chat to the army of Israel. But because David had gotten up early and gone out to do what his father had asked him to do, he was obedient, but he did what his father asked him to do, and he did it well. He didn't just leave, guys. He set his business in order. He put his business in charge. He delegated, and then he stepped out to do this, this chore. But he got there early. If he was not there early, he would not have heard what Goliath had to say. Why am I stressing on this? Because sometimes, in the, in just in the course of doing what we do, because we, it's the right thing to do, we stumble upon some once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. David was not even a soldier. He was only there because his father asked him to do this favor, take some lunch to his brothers and bring back word. He could have done that later in the day, but he got up early in the morning, set aside his business through proper delegation, got there early, early in time to hear what Goliath was saying. Now, do not despise small beginnings. Now, when all these soldiers heard what Goliath was saying, they were afraid. They were afraid. And yet, when David heard the very same things that Goliath said, he was indignant. It struck him completely differently. You know, I, I remember hearing a story of a man coming upon three men who were built, who were uh, laying bricks. He said to the first man, what are you doing? He said, I'm laying bricks. He said to the next man, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a wall. He said to the third man, what are you doing? He says, I'm building the city for our people. And it's, they were doing pretty much the same thing, but it hit each one of them differently. The, the job at hand struck each one of them differently. Here it is, the soldiers 
heard what Goliath said, they heard it and they were afraid. David heard the very same thing, but it struck him completely differently. He was indignant. He was like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine challenging the army of the living God? It, it just, it was like, who does this guy think he is? Because David knew who he was and David knew who God was. And it did not matter to David that he was just a boy. It did not matter to David that this man was a giant. It did not matter to him at all. And guys, I want to tell you, when you look at the challenge ahead, this thing that you feel called to do, it may seem like a giant at the moment, but you have been called to it for a reason. You hold a solution to this problem. David was a child and he was presented to Saul as a possible solution to this crazy problem. He was the only one brave enough to say he would challenge Goliath. We know how the story ends. I didn't read the end of the story because the end is not really the important thing. The point I really wanted to say is that we should not despise small beginnings because it is in the course of doing the mundane, the just, just taking lunch to your brother, right? That you may stumble upon the opportunity of a lifetime. The other thing too is that when he got there, it was his eldest brother, Eliab, that was, you know, what are you doing here? You smart Alec, you you just want to, you just came to watch the fighting. You know, you would like to think that your family and closest friends would support you, but in this case, <laughs> Eliab, his oldest brother, was talking him down, was jeering him, was was, you know, not on his side at all. In fact, he was very annoyed that David was there. But this Eliab was also part of the army that was very scared at what Goliath was saying. It's so amazing. That's why God reads the heart and does not look at the stature. Guys, we may be young. We may feel inadequate. We may not look at what is in our hand and feel like we have the resources to the task. David did not even go there with a weapon, guys. He went there with lunch. It's when he got there that he found the stones. Remember, he got there and Saul wanted to put his, his armor on him. It's when David got there that he picked up the stones. So David used what was available to him because the resources that were now being offered to him, it was not David. That was not him. And some of us are trying to pretend to be something that we're not. And you will not operate in excellence if you are pretending to be something that you're not, if you're trying to be a copycat of someone else, you need to do it your way with the tools you know and do the best you can with what is at hand. But the other thing, the secret ingredient that David had is that he knew who he was and he knew who God was and he knew that it did not matter that this was a giant in front of him when he has God on his side. So I really want to challenge you as you look at the Goliath in front of you. And in fact, T.D. Jakes was suggesting that when you encounter the giant, it's a giant that stands between you and your success. Because what happened? The, the Bible says here that Saul was offering wealth, a, a tax-free life, and marriage into the royal family if you were able to deal with your Goliath. 
So some of you are now facing a Goliath and, and that may be scary, but it means that you're on the threshold of some kind of success. It, but if you're, if you're looking at the fact that all you have in your hand is a little bit of lunch that's not even yours, you might be thinking that there's no way. But even if you're a complete army, like the army of Israel, they were all scared. Guys, it had nothing to do with the resources that you think you have or you do not have. It really doesn't. Because with God on our side, we really have everything we need. And he will provide the stones if the stones are necessary. And the stone is not even what killed Goliath. The stone just put Goliath on the ground. What did David do? He took the very sword of Goliath to remove his head from his body, to decapitate Goliath. So God will even allow us to use the weapons of the enemy, the thing that we think is coming against us as a resource. Remember when the children of Israel were leaving um, Egypt, the very people who enslaved them were the ones pouring the wealth into their hands. So guys, I just wanna just encourage you today as you look on at this adventure that God has called you to, that you do not despise small beginnings, that in the course of doing the daily mundane tasks, that you do them well, that you wake early to execute what is before you because you just may stumble onto the opportunity of a lifetime. And when you see your Goliath, do not run away from him and cower in fear, but charge headlong into that Goliath because on the other side of Goliath is everything that you're hoping for on the other side of Goliath. So I am encouraging you today. I'm encouraging you today that every single thing you've been through up to this point, remember David says, your majesty, David said, I take care of my father's sheep. At a time a lion and a bear carried off the lamb, I go after it, attack it, and I rescue the lamb. There are things you have already gone through that have prepared you for this exact moment. You, you, not your neighbor, not your brother or sister, you. There are some unique experiences that you bring to the table that, that uniquely prepare you for the task ahead, for the Goliath in front of you. So I'm encouraging you not to despise the small beginnings, the small starts, the, the mundane everyday consistency that we need to work at our craft and just, just, just trust the Lord because even armies will shake. The ones that seem to have all the resources, all the training, all the equipment, all the finances, they may not be the ones that are going to conquer Goliath, but it might just be you. If you understand who you are in Christ, and the fact that God is absolutely on your side. Trudy here, I just want to leave you with this encouragement. Again, I'm super simple to find, and I do look forward to connecting with you.